The Knicks are looking to trade for a star or a superstar player. But that doesn't mean that they can't make a few smaller moves, a few smaller trades in the meantime before that star player becomes available. And according to SNY, they actually list a few targets the New York Knicks could go after at the trade deadline, especially because they still have Evan Fournier on the team. We're going to break down this list and let you know exactly which trade targets the Knicks could potentially go after at the deadline. All of this and so much more today. So be sure you're subscribed to the channel and have notifications turned on so you don't miss a second of the new content. And now, let's get started. These are some of the trade targets the Knicks may go after at the trade deadline according to SNY. As we all know, going into the season, the Knicks did not trade Evan Fournier. So because they retained him on the team, Everybody around the league, league sources, NBA insiders alike, all believe that the New York Knicks are going to make a move at the trade deadline, including Evan Fournier. But it may also include some other players as well, too. It might include Quentin Grimes, who's recently spoken out about his struggles offensively and being frustrated with his role. It could include a lot of first-round picks. It could include some of those protected picks. It just depends on the player that they're going after. And while I think the Knicks are definitely going to look to trade for a star or a superstar player, I don't believe that's the only move that they're going to make. They have to make other plays as well too, and other moves as well too, in order to upgrade this roster. And the only way to do that is to add more key role players to this team. So that means you're going to have to likely make some smaller trades. And there's a number of small trades that the New York Knicks can make. And SNY has highlighted five of them. We're going to review each and every one of them. But for me, we're going to start with the one that I would like to happen the most. Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic. Per SNY, Isaac's a much bigger risk than the rest of this list. He's effectively missed the last three consecutive seasons of basketball and is a bit of an offensive mystery and is owed $17 million next season. That being said... He's having a terrific defensive season for the league best magic, averaging 2.4 steals and 3.3 blocks per 36 minutes. He'd give the Knicks some real size and athleticism at 6 feet 10 inches, 230 pounds, and could be a souped up glue guy at worst, potential starter at best. One of the main problems the Knicks have is size. You add a guy like Jonathan Isaac to the team, a Tom Thibodeau team that loves defense and defensive tenacity. He will check every box and then some. He is absolutely a key if the Knicks could grab him. Not only that, he's young. He can grow with this Knicks team and he can be that key piece that the Knicks need to add to the starting unit. You get a guy like Jonathan Isaac on this team, RJ Barrett moves back to the two his natural position. The Knicks have size at all positions and they are going to look even more lethal on the defensive end. This is a win for so many people in this regard. The only difference here is that the Knicks are likely going to have to give up a lot of first round picks because again, he is having a phenomenal year. The Magic are looking very good and everybody knows the Knicks need this type of player, including the Orlando Magic. He is not going to come cheap. He may come a little bit cheaper than some of these other players because of his injury history. But given his current season, I think the Knicks are going to have to part with at least one or two first round picks, one of them being protected and likely Evan Fournier and another young player. It might be Grimes, it might be McBride, but somebody's going to have to go along with Evan Fournier 
in that deal to get this done. And in my opinion, it would be worth it because what this kid can give you an impact, his growth, his trajectory, and his growth with the Knicks, because you know the Knicks are going to resign him, especially if he does well. So that means he can be a key to the future for the Knicks. And that's what the Knicks have to think about. Players that can be helpful now and later on. Isaac does that in spades for the Knicks. I hope the Knicks can go after him and get him if he becomes available. But given how good the Magic have been and how key he's been for the Magic as well too, I don't unfortunately see it happening this season. But it is something to watch. Definitely moving forward. Another person on this list, one of my favorites, Bojan Bogdanovic. According to SNY, the Knicks have been linked to Bogdanovic for some time now, valuing his career 39% three-point markmanship, 20 points per game output, and solid defense. Detroit is desperate for some NBA-level production, but at the cusp of another lost season, may choose to salvage some assets for their vets. Bogey would give the Knicks a playoff-ready starter that can man multiple positions and fit within the flow of any offense. For Fournier, an extra pick, that's not a bad bit of extra talent to move forward with. Absolutely, you know where I stand if you've been watching this channel on Boban Bogdanovic. For me, he absolutely checks the box for everything the Knicks need. Maybe defensively, he's not top tier anymore, but he's not an Evan Fournier on defense either. He's not going to let people walk past him. So he can hold his own a little bit better than Fournier can. He's lights out for his career in terms of three-point shooting. And he gives you size as well too. He is a tough and willing defender. But at this stage in his career, you're likely not going to look for him to be a lockdown defender. But you are going to still look for him to be that marksman from three-point range. 39% for his career. The Knicks could definitely use that either coming off the bench or starting. I think given Tom Thibodeau and who he is, he would prefer defense over offense. So I think if Bogey did come here, he would probably come off the bench. And that's my worry with adding Bogdanovic. But if you could assure me he could be utilized and it would be utilized properly under Thibs, I would absolutely make this deal happen. Because Detroit, we would give them their pick back. They would get Evan Fournier. And if people are asking me, why would Detroit make that move? Well, they would get control of that pick back, meaning that they could use it in a trade. Right now, they can't. But if we gave them control over that pick again, they would be able to potentially make an upgrade on the roster if they wanted to. Right now, they don't even have the option. The Knicks give them that option. This one we have to talk about as well too, Gordon Hayward. Now, Bogdanovic may be a favorite for a lot of Knicks fans according to SNY, but Hayward is the more dynamic option and should be easier to acquire given his contract and injury history. Moving him into the starting three spot would give defenses zero options to hide on and set him up to excel in a more complementary role to his current role in Charlotte. SNY gives us a great update here about Gordon Hayward and how the Knicks could potentially use him. And this right here might be the one that's most realistic. Because I think Bogey is most realistic in terms of value. Because I think Leon Rose would definitely do it for the value. The Magic are doing incredibly well, which likely means Jonathan Isaac is off the table. So that means all roads lead back to Gordon Hayward, which in my opinion is the most realistic target for the Knicks this trade deadline. He'll be cheap. He's a Tom Thibodeau favorite. He fits scoring. He will help on defense when he's healthy. When he's healthy is the biggest issue because Tom Thibodeau said it himself. He could be one of the best players in the league if injuries didn't rob him of that because injuries absolutely robbed him of his career. When he's healthy, 
he is a great player. Absolutely sensational player. He just never manages to stay healthy. Even with the Hornets this year, look at the numbers he's putting up. If you look at his numbers in Charlotte right now, he is putting up all-star-like numbers. Again, the only question is, will he stay healthy long enough to receive an all-star bid? But the numbers he's putting up, you definitely can stay there all-star worthy. And if he comes to the Knicks, he'll play that wing position. RJ will move back to the two. Do you notice a trend here? All the players that the Knicks would add would likely move RJ Barrett if they started back to the two. His more natural position would likely help RJ Barrett thrive more and would help the Knicks out because they would have size at a position of a wing, get more shooting at that position, and defenses would more have to collapse on the wing position for the Knicks than they have to do right now. That's why if you notice the trend here, regardless of who the Knicks add, they're likely looking to add size, shooting, and a wing to this team that can help give size to this team and help players move back to their more natural positions. There is a theme here, and I hope you're noticing it because that is exactly it. Finally, we close out this list with DeAndre Hunter and Jeremy Grant. Now, I can go into a lot for these two, but there really isn't a point, and here's why. Both of these guys are gonna be a little too expensive, number one, and number two, the Hawks and the Knicks are rivals. They're likely not willing, or not wanting anyways, to do business with each other to make either of them better. So that doesn't make sense. So he's off the board already in terms of Hunter. Even though he'd be a great fit for the Knicks, he adds scoring, he adds size, he adds defense. But unfortunately, they're not doing business, so that's not going to happen. The Grant move, I actually did a video about this in the summer when I had Michael Scotto on my show. We talked about it, and he said, even though Grant would help the Knicks, he would add size, add shooting. He doesn't see the Knicks going after him. And I also agree with that. One main reason though, price. They're going to want a very extraordinarily high price. And also, you're likely going to have to move a lot of players to make that deal work, given how much money Grant is making. So a lot of factors, including that contract, is going to be one of the main factors into why Leon Rose and the Knicks don't go after him via the trade deadline. If he's made available, the Knicks are absolutely going to call and they're going to see what it would take to get him on the team. I think that's going to be happening because that's part of due diligence. And then after that call, likely come to the conclusion that they're not going to go after Jeremy Grant and DeAndre Hunter for the same reasons I told you already and likely hone in on those other targets that I mentioned. Isaac, Hayward, and of course, Bogey. Because those three are the most likely to be traded during the trade deadline. Although with the Magic doing so well, I think we can sweep Isaac off the table. So then it's really a competition between Bogey and Hayward. And between the two, if it was up to Tom Thibodeau, I would say Gordon Hayward would be a Nick. If it's Leon Rose, it's going to be Price. Whichever one is cheaper, that's likely the one that's going to be a Nick. And I don't know which one's going to be cheaper at this point in time. Reports indicate that last year, Detroit was seeking two future first round picks from a contender in order to move Bogey to that team. So that might be a little bit too expensive for the New York Knicks to do if Detroit is still looking for that asking price. Bogey's been injured though, so maybe the price isn't that high. With Hayward, his price definitely isn't that high given his injury history. However, what he's doing this season, the numbers that he's putting up can be seen as all-star level. So I don't know what the price tag is going to be for a trade to happen between the Knicks and the Charlottes in order to get Hayward on the team. I hope it would be a cheap deal, 
but I don't know what it would be given his production this season. So hopefully his injury history is taken into account way more than his production is this season on a bad Charlotte's team. So we'll see what happens. But more than anything else, be sure to understand that the New York Knicks are absolutely going to be players during the trade deadline and looking to trade Fournier and maybe some other pieces in order to get another player on this team to help this Knicks team compete better in the Eastern Conference. And not only that, if an in-season trade for a star or superstar becomes available, the Knicks are going to bite on that too. Don't think the Knicks are only looking to make that star or superstar trade. They're definitely looking to make smaller trades as well too because let's face it, role players are the way to win games in this league. No matter how many stars you have on your team, you're going to need a number of role players on that team to help those stars out. So always make sure you understand when the Knicks are looking for stars, they're likely looking for role players as well too. And I think the Knicks have a good shot to add both of them during the season, but absolutely during this next offseason. But what about you guys? What do you think about SNY's top trade targets for the New York Knicks? Which one in your mind is the most realistic for the Knicks to go after during this trade deadline? Let me know in the comments below, guys, because honestly, I would love to hear from you. That's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go ahead and smash that like button, leave a comment below. And of course, guys, please subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace.